Welcome to the Fruitful Faith Women on Mission podcast. This podcast is created for purpose-driven women just like you who crave more. On the Fruitful Faith podcast, you can expect Christ-centered conversations that will help you to cultivate a life that you and He love. We'll be talking about topics that matter, topics that impact your everyday life. We'll talk about anything from how to transition with grace, to what to do when you're overwhelmed, to how to be content and joyful right where God's got you. It's going to be good. Let's dive on in. Hey, and welcome back to the Fruitful Faith Women on Mission podcast. I'm Alexandra Cavill, a certified professional master life coach for purpose-driven women who crave more. I'm so happy to be back here with you today and talking about a really, really truly life-changing topic. Um, And that's getting into your Bible, getting into God's word. So we're going to kind of dig into some different things, um, really just thinking bigger picture on what makes us important, uh, get you thinking maybe differently about it so that you can get more motivated than ever before. And then we'll talk about a few different specific resources and tools and things like that so that you can get started. So let's dig in. Okay. So I guess I would say starting from the place of, you know, reset, maybe you find yourself just wanting to press the reset button on life, just knowing that things just, they're going well, they look like they are, but you, they just don't feel right. If that makes sense. Um, and maybe you just don't know how to start finding something different and what even is that different? Okay. So if any of that makes sense to you, my encouragement, um, really with that and truly in any challenge in life is to take a second and go to God's word. The Bible is the best way to get focused, to get that foundation under you and to move forward. So for, for me personally, I growing up, you know, had, had attended church regularly, went to life, um, not life groups, went to different church camps, uh, Wednesday night things, did church plays, bells, all of that good stuff. And so, you know, I had a Bible would be in it here and there, but never ever read through the whole thing. And over time as faith grew, it recognized how more and more important that was to become a bigger part of life. So actually the first time that I read through the Bible front to back was with my husband. We did it together uh, and we read it aloud to one another. And so, yep, that it took a while. It definitely did. We did a Bible in a year reading plan. It took us two and a half years. But we love to say that we literally, we we did it for the first time together. It was his first time reading through it as well. So it was super special. And and we really um, love the idea that we were literally speaking truth over one another. Um, So if you are in a relationship um, and want to do that too, it's just nice to have a built-in accountability partner and to be able to dig into conversation together. Um, And really it's, it's something that has to be prioritized. It doesn't happen by accident. And so it's just really neat to see some things shift um, and unity be created through that activity. 
So yeah, maybe read it, read it, read it aloud. Um, but, but what encouragement I'll offer is that the things that maybe you've heard here and there in life, um, maybe if you're a coaching client, even things that we've talked about in a session, um, I've heard women say like, oh my goodness, now that I'm reading the Bible, I see this it's in God's word. Like this is scripture. Um, maybe you haven't dug into his word yet, but you love worship music. And as you begin to read God's word, you recognize that so much of worship music is in fact scripture. It's amazing. So really God's word, it's encouragement, like no other guidance, like nothing else you're going to receive. And it convicts you in the best of ways too. Um, it just really helps simplify. So you're going to be able to figure out what to do, um, and maybe even what not to do or focus on through digging into his word. Okay. So like I said, we'll kind of go through a couple of different things here, um, that I really, really hope might help you as you think about getting into his word, um, and doing it consistently. So I understand that maybe beginning the Bible seems overwhelming. I get it. It, it's a big book. It's a big book with little words and, you know, super tissue thin paper, but God's word is written for everyone. Right. So, you know, sure. If you want to maybe start with a devotional that that's my journey, actually. Um, I started regularly reading devotionals here and there, um, with just a little bit of scripture at the top and then my hunger for, for his word grew. So if that's where you're at, that's okay. And maybe start there. Um, if you are ready for another step, one of my favorite, favorite things to recommend people do is the Bible study seamless. So it's a Bible study you can go through with a group or with yourself. It's, I believe, across six weeks and it threads together the big picture of the Bible. Like you really understand how it truly is all one story. And to have that higher level picture, that higher level context can be really helpful as you dig into the separate stories and understand the bigger picture, the bigger purpose, how it's all connected. And then something else to maybe do or think about is it hop onto Pinterest. There are some, you know, really, really good, simple ways to, to dig into some things just to get maybe like seeing a high level timeline or having things color coded, any of that, um, to simplify might be helpful. Okay. So it, again, zooming out, right? So take a second to think about, maybe answer yourself, like what makes this a worthy endeavor? What makes digging into scripture worthwhile? So take a minute to think about that. And, and what is it for you? Because this is, this could be a commitment. It's something to put time and energy into. And what makes that worth it? And then think to yourselves too, you know, what are your hesitations? What's holding you back? What are those question marks that maybe are bigger than they need to be? Maybe you're afraid of, oh, what if I get started and I, I don't like it and that's scary. What if I get started and I'm not consistent? Um, I maybe do it once a week or I do it every day for a week or I do it once and then I don't pick it back up again for two months. Maybe you're worried that you're going to spend time doing this, but that it's going to feel over your head. You won't get anything out of it or that you're going to read it and maybe not, not change. And that's, that's hard too. So take a second to think about, you know, what, what are you nervous about as you begin? 
like write that out. Um, sometimes if we speak it aloud to share it with someone or have it written out, it becomes less scary. You become less fearful of it. Um, so take a second, write that out so that it can be more easily addressed. And then maybe even think about like, what are you excited for? Kind of going back to that word, the endeavor, we'll get more into that in a moment. And so really think about here, what, what needs to be unraveled so that you can get to the healthiest place possible as you get started. But no, you know, you don't have to show up a certain way or clean up something specific before you can be with God. Do not let that get in your way. But from the sense of what do you maybe need to let go of? What do you maybe need to pray about? Um, so that that's not going to be a wedge in your way as you dig into God's word. Okay. And then think about when you do this, when you read scripture, how might life begin to feel different? When reading God's word is part of your everyday routine, what do you anticipate may change? Maybe it's enjoying time with him. You know, maybe everything that went wrong in the morning went wrong. (laughs) Then before you started your day, you took some time to get quiet and be with Christ. And that's going to change everything. Maybe you feel like I don't have 10 minutes right now, but when you do, your entire rest of the day may change. And isn't that worth it? And maybe when you get into God's word, you're going to get answers to some really tough questions. Maybe it's going to bring clarity, direction, focus in a way that you haven't had it before. And there's a good chance too, that you're going to feel more grounded The world is constantly changing, telling us if we're enough or not enough for what we need to do next and to have God's word, something that lives forever, something that is valuable and unchanging. Isn't that, isn't there a piece to that, right? Like we can read however many self-help books we want, um, but, but God's word, God's word is the ultimate place that we can go to for guidance and direction that is always relevant, and always valuable. And then one of my favorite questions is thinking to yourself, how is reading God's word part of becoming your most spiritually healthy self? I'm going to say that again one more time. How is reading God's word part of becoming most, become, how is reading God's word part of becoming your most spiritually healthy self? what might be on the other side of this really? So just think about if you were to be your most spiritually healthy self, there's a good chance, right? That that involves scripture. And what does it look like to be in that place? You know, what's going to change? What can you expect? Um, what, what do you want to get really excited about there? And then think outside of ourselves too, right? When we read God's word, what might this do for his kingdom? That's pressing, right? We are here on this earth at this specific time with breath in our lungs for a reason, friend. There's intense purpose behind why God has you here and why he has you here right now. And when you go to his word for direction and for purpose on how to live and how to live in a godly way, it's just going to change your outlook and the decisions you make um, and how you spend your time. And there's a good chance, right? If you're doing that in a way that he's calling you to, that's going to bless others. Things are going to come out of this reading that not only changes your life, but changes others' lives as you learn how to love people well and serve them well. This is God's work.
Okay. So maybe more, um, as we kind of shift from the kind of getting, you know, that hopefully spiritual pep talk, if you will, getting you ready to do the thing to thinking of the practicalities of it. So as you think about incorporating Bible reading into your day to day, take a second to consider like what would work, what would work for you if you want to do this and take it seriously. So maybe for you, it looks like starting small. Um, Maybe it looks like, let's say, reading a verse. Maybe it looks like reading a chapter. Maybe it looks like doing it on weekends before you start doing it on, you know, every day. Um, I've even heard someone mention that, you know, they, you can have Bible reading plans. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but someone else, when they were in a really busy season, they took the approach of, I'm, I'm just going to read God's word and I'm going to read until something stands out to me, something that I can take and use and apply throughout the day. And so sometimes that meant, you know, reading for two minutes and a verse stood out and that was that, that was what was needed for the day. So it can really be simple. Um, maybe you want to make the commitment to be flexible, um, and just say, you know, this isn't, this isn't a law per se, right? This is a privilege to get to do this. And I'm not going to let, um, the fact that I did four days of reading instead of the five that I wanted totally take what I'm getting from this whole experience. Um, making a decision to, to be open in the beginning could be helpful and think about like, what else could you do to make this time enjoyable? Is it going to be where you read God's word? Is it going to be the time of day that you do it? Is it going to be maybe having a pretty notebook or, you know, I, in, in someone that I've worked with before, she had lit a candle when she was starting that as a symbolic way to invite the Holy spirit in. So what can you do to make it enjoyable and what, what, what would work and think about how you can intentionally build that as you begin this practice. And then conversely thinking about like, what's not going to work, what's probably not going to be a fit for you. Um, maybe it's being too rigid about it. Maybe it's something else. Just notice in the beginning, what's probably, um, you know, could go towards failure, if you will. And how can you plan for avoiding that? And then think about once you get started, how you're going to be encouraged to keep going, you know, it's going to help you to press on. Um, maybe it is connecting with a friend or, you know, your spouse as you do this. Um, maybe it is having a checklist and you like to see the check marks of what you read. Maybe that's encouraging for you. Maybe it's a conversation, you know, every couple weeks with someone about what you're taking away from this. Maybe you're being called to mentor and this is actually becomes even more relevant because you're being called to take your learnings and takeaways and use them as you guide and uh, disciple others. So think, just think about how, how you can be encouraged to keep going and build that into your practice. Okay. So as we kind of run down the last part of our podcast for today, there's some really specific resources um, that I'm going to share with you, some favorites that I'll share with clients as well. If you are currently looking for a Bible um, or some tips as you get started that I hope you find helpful. Okay. So the first are a couple of different resources. If you want to approach kind of the Bible in a year or similar type of a manner. One is the Read Scripture app. They provide a lot of, um, a really, really great guideline to follow. So that is an option for you. What I really like about Read Scripture app is that they have um, videos from the Bible project that are built into that. 
I cannot recommend the Bible Project highly enough. If you have not heard of that, take a minute to go watch some of these videos. It's just so neat to have God's word be put into this different kind of fun and engaging format. It just helps things to stick, if you will. Um, another idea is the She Reads Truth. Um, they have a beautiful Bible I know a lot of women like, and they have a reading plan to go with it. Um, the one I'm personally doing right now is the She Works His Way Bible reading plan. She Works His Way is a phenomenal organization in and of itself. So please do yourself a favor and look into that if you're not familiar with it already. Um, but She Works His Way has a two-year plan and it, it kind of gives you five days of reading to do a week. So if you kind of want to do it, you know, during weekdays, or if you want to kind of have the two days grace, if you miss a couple of days, that's just a really nice option. I've really enjoyed working through that one so far. Um, am I on track with it? No, I'm not. I had a baby in the middle of this Bible reading plan, um, which threw me off a little bit. Uh, and to be completely transparent, right? Like it happens to all of us, but I really feel like the, the key here is to one, keep going. Right. And then two, like, this isn't just to, to do it, to do it. We, we want to really get the most out of this experience. Um, I'm going to tell you about something else in a moment that I'm doing differently as I'm reading through the Bible this time that, that may speak to you too. Uh, there's another Bible reading plan. Um, that's the new Testament. So you know, if you really want to start in a, an approachable way, um, if you look up New Testament Bible in a year, five day a week plan, you'll find one. And so sometimes the, the Old Testament might feel intimidating or some parts of it confusing. Once you really get into it, you're going to love it. Um, you're going to appreciate the Old Testament so much. But if you're like really just want a, a higher level starting point, maybe just start with reading through the New Testament and that could be a good place to begin. Okay. So those are a few different options. Oh, and one other app that I might suggest for you, um, it, it, in a Bible study, someone mentioned it, I'm like laughing, but it is good. It is good if you want to be super high level, um, and just have an understanding of the Bible, um, from, uh, a child's view and it's the, uh, Bible for kids app. Yep. It's Bible for kids app kind of cartoons that has like little questions you can answer. Um, but that, that study seamless was born out of the author, Angie Smith, going into a Christian bookstore, sitting in the kids section, flipping through things. And, and that's how she learned. That's how she learned. And so sometimes going to the basics, um, that, that if for, for what's made for kids, sometimes we need that too. And that's okay. That's okay. Don't, don't let, um, shame or guilt or any of that get in your way here. Uh, okay. And then two other great resources are podcasts. Um, one is called the Bible recap. So if you kind of want to think, you know, there are two ways to do it, Re do your reading and then maybe listen to the recap or even like do the recap. So you get the high level idea and then do your reading. Um, so I hear a lot of good things about Bible recap podcasts and then Bible binge too. So from what I understand the Bible binge, it's kind of like, I guess they bring the the today's day and age, like kind of make it like a reality type of a thing with different, um, you know, pop culture, celebrities, things like that is a way to, you know, just bring God's word, um, help you to understand it and maybe a different way that's relevant to culture today. So those are a couple of resources there. And then, um, one or two more is the actual Bible itself. So, okay. A couple of different things. You might want to consider what different translation that you get or you use. Um, I had started with the NIV 
Um, and now the Bible that I picked from there was the NLT. Um, I really like the NLT. It's really um, simple, plain language, which is easy to understand. Um, my husband has the ESV. I believe that translation is, you know, better, if you will, more word for word. Um, but the, the NLT is more basic, easy to follow from what I would say. Uh, and then I think it's the CSB is another version too, um, that, that is a bit simpler as well. Um, but I think maybe closer to the ESV. So those are a few different options, but whatever type of translation you get, what I would most highly suggest. And I, I'm like, why don't churches tell all of their people this, but you can get a Bible that's a study Bible. And I think that changes everything. So study Bibles have notes underneath. Um, and then they kind of have like overviews at the beginning of a chapter. So it kind of makes me think, um, if you had ever done this back in the day of spark notes, right? So maybe you have this complex book that you've read, but wonder like, I don't know if I really grasp everything there was to grasp, grasp through that. I think study Bibles are great for this. Um, I think there's something to be said with reading it on your own, right? And having the Holy Spirit connect and speak to you. But once I started reading these notes, my mind was just blown at how much more there was in God's word than I even have remotely understood. And they kind of made connections to, to other places in the Bible. You know, this was said here, um, but maybe it was mentioned in the Old Testament too, and now it's coming to pass, you know, things like that. This the notes in a study Bible are gold. So uh, it's also taking me a bit longer as I do this this reading through because I'm actually reading all of the notes. So I read the the reading and then read all of the notes. Um. So yeah, if that's something you want to do too to to get the most out of it, I it, I would highly recommend it. Um. And then last but not least is if you're anything like me, there's something about writing. Um. Writing is a really beautiful way to connect with God. So. I really would highly suggest the Well-Watered Women Journal. It's a beautiful, beautiful journal to just, you know, go deeper on what you're reading. Um, what did you just read? How can you apply it? Things like that. Um, is it something that I do every time I read God's word? No, but every time I do it, I get so much more out of it um, than if I had just simply read it and read the notes. So that's something else if you kind of want to take things a step further. Okay. Well, I hope you at least got, you know, one, two, three, just a few different things out of today, whether your heart has changed as you think about going to God's word, you learned about a new resource or two, or, you know, you even have something that you want to share with a friend. I just pray that today was an encouragement, um, that is going to pull you closer to Christ, um, and just grow his kingdom for his glory. Reading his word is one of the best, the most productive, life-giving um, things that you can possibly do. And my hope and prayer is that um, this is going to lead you towards more of that. All right, till next time. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Fruitful Faith Women on Mission podcast. If you love this episode, I would love for you to subscribe. New episodes will automatically show up on your phone when you subscribe. It's super convenient and you'll make sure you never miss a thing. So excited to share more with you soon.